You are Alpha and Omega. We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy to be praised. You Recount who he is to you. Recount every blessing in him. And say, Lord, I give you the glory. I give you the glory. I give you all the glory. For what you have made me to be. And what you are making me to be. I give you the glory. It is for your praise. It is for your praise. Not unto us. 
but unto you be the glory be the praise now and forevermore Lord be glorified come and tell all of his glory lift his glory to him speak out his glory this is not something you can do in your heart the Bible says the fruit of our lips giving thanks to God it has to come out of your lips give him the glory give him the glory he's a good father amazing father thank you Lord thank you thank you for every testimony of your love every testimony of your goodness every testimony of your wonder working power we give you the glory we give you the glory to you be the praise thank you lord father as we rest under the influence of your word and your spirit may our hearts be anointed afresh May there be such grace that will establish our hearts in you. For every single one of us, let there be enlargement in Christ. Let there be rooting in Christ. In the name of Jesus. You are the captain and the shepherd of this house. We crown you. We crown you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. You may be seated. I greet you all in Jesus' name. And I welcome you to the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please make your neighbor welcome if you hadn't yet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Yes, I want to thank God for this opportunity that I stand before you this morning to minister God's word to you. Thank you, Papa and Mama, for leading us on and giving us such a platform. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want to thank also my wife for ministering in the morning. Hallelujah. It was uh, a word indeed. Amen. And I'm just going to continue where she stopped. Because we are in one accord in this ministry today. Hallelujah. I just want to build up from where she ended. If you want to get the whole picture, you'll need to hear her first. And, and then you'll understand where we are. And where I'm going. Hallelujah. So those messages are available even after the services. And you'll be able to get the full meal for today. Amen. I believe that, I believe that the Holy Spirit um, is the one who prepares the meals that we get 
in the different meetings. And, and the role of a, a minister of the word to wait upon the Lord and be able to get the right food for the season. It's a very important role. Uh, and, um, you know, I, when I asked my wife, as we wanted, we're discussing how to harmonize our ministry. And I asked her, so what do you have in mind? And she told me there are so many options to choose from. And she was still waiting on the Lord to show her exactly what. And you know, being in that position where there is so much, you could just pick anything from a notebook and just come and talk. Um, it's a challenging position. But when the Holy Spirit begins to give you direction, then that word is going to carry a lot of weight from his heart. Hallelujah. So I will build from where she started and where she ended. And I just want to begin with a scripture that you can write somewhere in your book and tuck it away, just put it somewhere. And it's Colossians chapter 3 verse 10. If we can have it maybe on the screen for a while, we can read it, but then we're going to put it aside. You know, just kubali wali like... It will come back later. Amen. Colossians chapter 3 verse 10. says, and you have clothed yourselves with a new nature, which is being renewed in full knowledge, consistent with the image of the one who created it. Okay, so, in this scripture, um, if you, we are going to emphasize the part of the new man or the new nature who is renewed in full knowledge. And that, that scripture means constantly renewed, not just once renewed. He is renewed in full knowledge according to the one who created. And that is the Lord Jesus himself. So put that scripture away somewhere. The reason we are beginning that scripture is because I, I want you to first see your new nature, yourself. When a Christian looks at themselves, you should not look at your old self. You should look at your new self because that's a new nature you have. Hallelujah. Very many times we we. we normally go back to the old self. But you have a new nature. And that new nature must be given some more emphasis than the other one. Hallelujah. Now, let's go to another verse. Um, I want you to go to Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. This is where... Jesus asks Peter, who do you say that I am? And then Peter replies, and he says, I tell you, I mean, actually, after that conversation, Jesus tells Peter, I tell you that you are Peter, and it is on this rock that I will build my church and the powers of hell will not conquer it. 
So the revelation Peter got was that Jesus is the Son of God. And then Jesus tells Peter, flesh and blood have not revealed it to you, but the Father. And then he goes on telling him on this rock. He's not talking about Peter, the small rock. He's talking about what was revealed. Jesus, the Son of God. God. On that rock, that revelation that Jesus is the Son of God. He says, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. We are the church and he's building us on himself as the Son. The Son of God. Go again with me to Matthew chapter 23 verse 42. Matthew 23, verse 42. Matthew what? 21. Uh, uh, I said 23. Sorry, 21, verse 42. Have you never read in the scriptures the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. In the Jewish building culture, there were two stones that were the main stones in the building. The Bible tells us about the cornerstone and the Bible tells us about the capstone. The cornerstone was a the stone they measured out perfectly and when they were starting to build after they have dug a foundation they put this large stone in a corner and then they measure the building using that stone all the dimensions of that building start with that stone that's why it had to have the perfect measurements to determine the building Jesus says that cornerstone which or the stone which was rejected became the cornerstone. It determines the dimensions and the building. He's talking about himself. I'll not talk about the capstone today. But the cornerstone, Jesus Christ himself. Hallelujah. My wife talked about who we are in Christ and who Christ is to us and a few things that Christ has done as she shared from Ephesians chapter 1. Amazing, amazing truths there. And sometimes the things that are in those books do not so much excite us. And we get so behind in our knowing of Christ. And we who seek the Lord, we must know these things. Because that's exactly what we are seeking. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Colossians chapter 3. From verse 1. You know, one of the statements that Pastor Dennis keeps saying that has a great impact on me. Every time he says it, it's like it works on my mind. He says, God, you are everything. When he's praying, I hear him saying it. When he's preaching, he says it. When he's even, you know, releasing us to go home. talks about God being our everything. And it's not easy to make God your everything. It is not as easy as it sounds. God becoming everything. You know, and as I said some time back, that when you have a song that says Jesus at the center, that is wonderful. But I may I may be at the circumference and I forget the center. When I look away from the center. But when Jesus is everything, He's everything. You can't look away. You can't turn away. You can't forget Him. He's everything. And I think our pursuit in seeking God is to come to a place as children of God where actually Jesus is everything. Mm, You missed a place to say amen. We may be preaching to Catholics. The Pope is everything. I said Jesus is everything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A point reaching in our lives when our conversation is filled with who Christ is to us. When our planning in life is filled with who Christ is. When how we do business in life out there, the cornerstone is the one who determines how you are going to run the business. The cornerstone determines how you raise your family. The cornerstone determines how you run your marriage. Reaching to that place, every relationship in your life, Jesus becomes everything. Tell your neighbor, time to lay the cornerstone and build from there. I want you to, to remember Jesus said that. I shall build my church on this revelation. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. Anything built according to the cornerstone will prevail against everything created or not created. Did you hear that? You build your family. You build your marriage. You build your business. You build whatever God has placed under your hand. According to the cornerstone. You cannot fail. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I think that as Paul said, that I fear that someone has deceived you away from the husband I gave you. He said, I gave you Jesus, but someone has beguiled you away. And as Christians, it is easy to lose focus of the cornerstone and something else takes over. And you build your life whether consciously or unconsciously according to the patterns of the world. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 3. Therefore, if you have been raised with a Messiah, keep focusing on the things that are above where the Messiah is seated. Andrew, just come. Come, come. Come and help me. Come quickly. Help me get a chair there. Therefore, if you have been raised with the Messiah, how many of you have been raised with the Messiah? Amen. You are born again, you have a new nature. You experienced resurrection with the Messiah. If you have been raised with the Messiah, do what? Keep focusing on things above. Or seek those things which are above. Where Christ, not yet verse 2, verse 1, where Christ does what? Pardon? Where Christ is seated. So Christ has a place in, in heaven or above where he is seated. And the Bible is saying, focus, seek the things above where Christ is seated. Where? Where Christ is seated. What is the meaning of this verse? He's pointing you to Christ. Christ. Okay? Because he said, at the right hand of God. Now, when you read the book of Revelation, you'll realize that there is one throne in heaven, not two. The Bible says, John, Revelation 8, I saw the lamb in the middle of the throne. The lamb was in the middle of the throne. There is one throne. They are saying, seek the things at the throne. There is a person at the throne and the throne is itself an office. The throne itself is a government. The throne itself is a jurisdiction of power, of authority and of everything. Hallelujah. So you are, the Bible is commanding you. God is speaking to us. Seek the things which are above where he sits. Hello? 
My version here says focus on things above. Now, let's go to verse 2. Verse 2 seems, it seems to add in something else. Keep your minds on things above, not on things of the earth. Keep your one. Keep your one. A Christian is supposed to be a diligent seeker, researcher of the heavenly things. And the heavenly things he's pointing us to is the seat where Christ is seated. They are telling you to look at the cornerstone and build your mind on that cornerstone. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you the truth. This word means a lot to me as the Lord spoke it to me. This is the reason why. There are so many things we experience in our Christian experience. We go through activities, events, and experiences that touch us in our spirit, that we, you know, touch us lightly on our soul level, and we can create a certain culture around those things. And yet, we have not yet built the faculties of our mind to remain on the heavenly things. That you come to church, experience church, walk out of the door, and your mind is purely on the earthly. On the earthly. When there is no quest within you to search out the heavenly. Are we together? Where we are today, it's a disgrace to us that the believer of today, I don't even know how to put this, but you'll find it so common that the believer of today, rarely, and I'm not saying all of us, but but I'm saying it's the most common thing. Rarely reads the Bible. They rarely read the Bible. Yes, I think you're right. And if they read the word, they read a little of the word. A little. And if they read the word a lot, they hardly put their mind in the word. 
that even after they have walked away from the Bible, the word has created a stronghold. The word has lifted their thinking to another realm. The word has carried their consciousness. They are living in a consciousness of the revealed word of God. You find that hardly. And what is reigning and dominating us are the earthly thoughts. What will I eat? What will I drink? Your entertainment, your friends, your work, your responsibilities. None of those things is, is bad. And you will need to once in a while pass them through your mind. But a Christian is called to a place where the faculty of their thinking is dominated by the things above where Christ is seated. It becomes your compelling life that everything within you when it comes to your conversation it comes through. It's compelling. You are caught by a heavenly vision. You are caught by the things above. You are of no earthly good if you are not caught from above. You have no salt. No salt if your vision is not above. This word I pray challenges you to to rethink your life. Especially to reprogram your mind. Because after you have prayed in tongues for three hours, your mind is not yet renewed. After you have had a small Bible study, Bible study in your discipleship center, discipleship center, your mind needs more. The Bible says, set your mind. This watch was set according to East African time. If I cannot wake up and find it in another zone. It was set. The things you set remain that way. Now, a mind that is set on things above, that mind stays there. That's the meditation. That's the conversation. That's the reality they see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, keep your mind on things above. 
and the, the main the main person on this seat is Christ. They are telling you to take a deep and a long look at Christ. Put your mind on this person here. Meditate on this person. Read his words so that you see this person. Whatever you do, make sure you see this person. Upon this rock, I will build my church. Hallelujah. 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 Do you remember how much effort you gave biology? Do you remember how much effort you gave mathematics? Do you remember? Molecular theory. You remember? <laughs> Those funny, funny things, magnetism. You remember? At that point, for me, I thought the teacher was speaking in tongues. You sit down. You read the book like this. You read notes you wrote yourself. You write summaries. You are trying to get your mind to become a scientific mind. Now years later, you are a doctor. You are purely qualified as a scientific mind. You set your mind there. There is no day you wake up. And you say, I am not a doctor. Is it possible? Even after she resigns, and she goes and starts looking after pigs, she will still be a doctor. Because her training set her mind there. She is built with the knowledge that makes her operate as one. A Christian can only operate as a Christian when they are fully trained in things above. You can pray when your mind is not on things above, you can fast. When you are not on things above, you can read the word. When you are not on things above, but he promised on this one, I will build. If you are not on this one, there is no building. How many of you here have ever fallen in love with a human being? Put up your hand. With a human being. Not with God, a human being. Put up your hand. You have ever fallen in love? Okay, you have ever loved. Let me not say falling in love. Because you didn't fall by mistake. You chose to love. You chose to love a human being. Okay. I saw someone's hand up. Is it true? Okay. 
In this case, I'm talking about you're a man or you're a woman and you love the woman or a man, whatever. I'm not saying you love daddy or mommy or not. Now, some of us were a bit modest when we were in love. You, you know what I mean? Love did not, make, did not turn us into fools. Like there were some people when they're in love, they only know one thing, that person. When they're eating food, they're thinking of that person. When they're buying something nice, they want to buy for the other person That person is as if they have entered your nerves. Who knows what I'm talking about? Yeah, there are people who know. They're at that moment, that person is not with you. Physically. But yet your mind is so aware of them. Right? Your mind is so conscious. Every breath that comes out of you, that person seems to have an effect on it. Am I talking? I think we have not yet loved him like that. We have not yet loved Jesus that way. We, let's use the very words they use. We have not yet fallen in love with this one who sits above. To the point that we shall be infatuated. Infatuated with Jesus. Woo! Mary was infatuated. Mariam Yatami. Where have you laid my Lord? Give me my Lord. Set your mind. It's a training you have to go through. You have to go through rigorous vigils. You have to develop spiritual habits that build your mind on him. The way some of us are living today, there is no way your mind will ever be set on Jesus. Have you heard people say, well, come and call him percent. Uh, Lord, when you give me money, I will do that. I will bring my tithe, my big tithe. And God sends a little of what you ask. And you consume it on yourself. It's just proof. The other prayer was a bribe. <laughs> you are bribing God <laughs> to do something. Your mind is not set on him. Everybody in this room has a responsibility for their own mind to be set on God. Discipleship here does not set your mind for you. 
The service does not set your mind for you. The prayer meeting overnight does not set your mind for you. You take it in your own hands. And say, Father, what do I need to do to develop a mind that is on things above on Christ? As I end, I want to remind you of a story in Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24. But at early dawn on the first day of the week, they went to the tomb. Taking the spices. Okay, let me jump that. Let's go to verse 13. On the same day, two of Jesus' followers were walking to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. Everybody says seven miles from Jerusalem. They came from Jerusalem. They are going to Emmaus. Seven miles, about 11 kilometers, right? About 11 kilometers. So, 11 kilometers is like from here to, to Nakawa. Or even beyond somewhere, Chireka. Banda. Around Banda there. So somebody is walking, leaving Jerusalem, going to Emmaus. They were talking with each other about all these things that had taken place. While they were discussing and analyzing what had happened, everybody say analyzing. They were talking, analyzing what had happened. Jesus himself stood or approached and began to walk with them. There is something about when you give yourself to analyze spiritual things. You attract, you attract the Lord. Let me say that again. When you give your mind to analyzing spiritual things, you attract the Lord. Hallelujah. So Jesus joins them. But uh, their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing with each other? They stood still and looked gloomy. The one whose name was Cleopas answered him, are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who doesn't know what happened in the past few days? He asked them what things they answered him. The events involving Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in word and deed, before God and all the people. They were trying to be very, very, you know, not trying to say he's the son of God, fearing the Jews. So they just said something nice, a prophet, mighty in word and deed. But they knew who he was. And how how our high priest and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death. And had him crucified. 
But we kept hoping that he would be the one to redeem Israel. What is more, this is now the third day since these things occurred. So they knew that on the third day, he must come forth. But the resurrection they were expecting was going to be the resurrection that, you know, where you see fireworks. Where suddenly the Roman authorities afraid. They say, no So they are not seen. Up to now, they have realized the guy has not resurrected. They are waiting for some Messiah who resurrects with power. And everybody can see. So he talks about the ladies who went there and didn't find the body. Verse 24. Then Jesus told them, Oh, how foolish you are. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you want to be offended, this is now the time to be offended when Jesus calls you foolish. And you don't even know it is Jesus. Oh, how foolish you are. How slow you are to believe everything the prophets said. The Messiah had to suffer these things and then enter his glory. Didn't he? Listen to verse 27. Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them all the passages of scripture about himself. Mm-hmm. Read there. 27. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them the scriptures. And they came near the village where the two men were headed. Jesus acted as though he was going further. This is one of the things that the Lord uses a lot to test. He did it to Abraham. He did it to so many. He can walk by you. Yet you are his interest. He's waiting to see your your quest, your hunger. Hallelujah. And what do they do? They strongly urged him. Stay with us. Because it is almost evening and the daylight is nearly gone. The daylight is nearly gone. So he went in to stay with them. I'll stop there for now. Jesus opens the prophets and Moses to them. And the Bible says he expounded, showing himself to them in the scriptures. He showed himself to them in the scriptures. The word of God has the ability to show us the one who sits above. Hallelujah. Now after that, the Bible says, while he was at table with them, he took the bread and blessed it and broke it in pieces, gave it to them. Then their eyes were open. Then their eyes were open. And what happened? They knew who he was and he vanished from them. They had a split second. 
to get a revelation of who he was. When he did something familiar they knew breaking bread. They realized it's him. When they did that. When they realized it is him. Look, look at this. Then they asked each other. Verse 32. Our hearts kept burning within us. As he was talking to us on the road. And explaining the scriptures to us. Our hearts were burning. The body of Christ, the believer today, we need our mind on the Lord. So that when we enter his word, we can also experience the burning of the word. The truth of the matter is, I have had this statement so many times. I read the word and get nothing. I read the word, I get nothing. I just read. And I'm asking myself, where did the burning go? And they said to one another, did not our hearts burn? Why do hearts burn? Hearts burn when God opens scriptures and reveals himself to you in the scriptures. That's when hearts burn. Hallelujah. That, that, this, this thing is written for our profit. So that we can look at what's happening in our Bible studies. And ask ourselves. Is this the way it's supposed to be? Am I supposed to be an academician of the word? Academician. Is there a supernatural element with the word of God in my life? Does the Lord open the scriptures and show me the one who sits above? Friends, I'm so... I'm so desperate for this man, Jesus. There is nothing I want to know. I want to know Jesus. Nothing, nothing. Take your chemistry, but you might use it anyway. But for me, I want to know. I want to enter this university called the School of the Spirit and put a research paper on Jesus. I want to be eaten up by Christ. If there's anything in my life which does not look like him, have mercy on me, Father. Take it and burn it. I want Jesus. This God we seek, he has a name. He has a place. He has an ability to open the scriptures and reveal himself. Why can't we have it? Why?
Their eyes were opened. That one second revelation of who he was. They got up. They forgot it is night. They got up. They began a journey of 11 kilometers in the night. Remember, they told their guest, it is late. Don't go further. First stay with us. First when they had the revelation of him, fear. The night became day. They walked 11 kilometers back to the apostles. Read on. I will not read there, but you read on later. They reached the apostles. They told the apostles, we have seen him. He is risen. And the Bible says, while they were speaking, he stood in their midst. It takes a man who has a revelation of him to replicate it to others. Jesus Jesus. can only be demonstrated by those who have received the opening of eyes and have seen him. A one second visitation. One second. They saw him and he disappeared. The church of today is seeking for encounters. The Holy Spirit has told me to tell you. Stop seeking for encounters. Seek that your eyes may be open. That you may see the one who sits on the throne. That he may be revealed to you in the scriptures. When he is revealed, you will see. I hear people. Mokama. I want you to meet It's a wonderful prayer. But if you cannot even have eyes opened to have revelations of him, how are you going to meet him? It's this revelation that builds you up to a place where when you meet him, you will not fall dead. You'll have, you'll have a reference and say, yes, he's the one I've been seeing all along. The church, listen to me carefully. I said the church, I mean you and me. We lack a revelation of the Son of God. We have revelation of scriptures. We have revelation of prayer. We have revelation of what? We lack the thing that builds us. We lack the thing that enriches us. The scripture I told you to put aside. Your new man is renewed according to the image. If your mind is not set on him. Why will your eyes be opened? Why? Let me tell you. Spiritual blindness. Is a big issue today. And many who see with natural eyes. Cannot agree they are blind spiritually. Because they do not understand. Spiritual sight. Is a real. Pastor talked about spiritual senses. Spiritual sight is a real sight. The Bible says he opened their 
eyes. Now some see, but they don't see well because of spiritual slumber. They see like this. Have you ever slept with your eyes and you're seeing like this? Have you? The church needs a revelation of the Son of God. This is the one we are called to seek. This is the one when we open our Bibles. We say, Holy Spirit, expound Jesus. Feed me, Lord. Let me see things above. Let me be raised to the place where he sits and your Bible study becomes a lift into him. You see him. You experience him. You commune with him. It becomes your faculty. After that, according to what you have seen, you build your marriage. You build your family. You build your academics. You build your books. You build your business. Everything is according to what you saw in the spirit realm. When you are doing your Bible study, you feel like him because you saw him and you knew what it meant to be like him. The new man is renewed according to the knowledge of the image of the one who created him. Let's, let's read. Let's read Ephesians 1.17 and we pray. Ephesians 1.17. Please put it on the projector. Are you there? Are you with me? You are too quiet on me, you know. Are you there? There are times I just go to pray. I kneel at my bedside. Close my eyes. And say, Jesus. 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 And I just say, Jesus. And that's all. Jesus. 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 That's what I'm called to be. That's whom I'm called to love. That's enough. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, the most glorious Father, would give you a wise spirit along with a revelation to know the Messiah fully. Hey, okay. Let's read it according to this version. Let's read it together. That the, uh, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, I don't hear you, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. If Paul prayed this prayer, it means that they didn't have 
this, this dimension of grace. It means that you can be born again and you are still closed out from the knowledge of him until the spirit of wisdom and revelation comes upon you. Then you see. The scripture is not there by accident. It's not a mistake. Abolganda. My brother. We have grown up in a church system that has taught us church. Me, that's how I grew up years ago. They taught me church. They never taught me the Son of God. They taught me many wonderful things, but not this one. That the God of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a prayer you make to the Father of glory. To give you. Without that gift. You are going to crawl in your growth. You are going to know so little. When the spirit of wisdom and revelation. He's not praying for ministers. He's praying for the church in Ephesus. That they may know him by the spirit of revelation. When the two men walk into a mouse, they saw Jesus. There was no revelation given. They looked at him. They walked with him. They never knew. They were walking with Christ. Many of us do not know whom we are walking with. Many of us do not know whom we worship. You know his name. You know he's in heaven. You know he saved you. You think you know him? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody said the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I want you to get to your feet. Do you want to know the Son of God? Do you want to build on the cornerstone? Whom are you seeking this year? I'm not seeking revival. I am seeking Jesus. Revival is an event. Jesus is a person. He's always there. Revival can come and go. Jesus said, I'll never leave you. Not forsake you. Are you seeking revival? Are you seeking the Son of God? I want you to lift your hands in prayer. In a few minutes, beg the Father of glory and say, Father, I am blind. I want to see Jesus. I want to set my mind on things up. I want a new faculty in my mind. I want a new disposition in my mind. I am tired of the earthly mind. I want a heavenly mind. First, first, first be quiet. But Timaeus cried out to Jesus and said, Lord, I want to see. They told him, shut up. The Bible says he raised his voice the more. cried out, I want to see. They told him, no, he has gone. He raised his voice. 
If you want to see in this place, you cannot sweet talk God. Cry. blindness. The spirit of revelation is lacking in the church. The spirit of revelation is lacking. Cry for the spirit of revelation. It's your moment with God. It's your moment with God. I'm telling you, He's going to answer that prayer because it is His will. He's desperately waiting for you to give you revelation and wisdom, to know His Son, to know His Son like nothing else that you know. Oh, some of you are so good at certain things. But it is time to know the sun like nothing else. Cry out to Jesus. Cry out to the Father of glory. Oh, cry out to the Lord. Cry out to the Father. Cry out like Batimaeus. Cry out like Batimaeus. I want to see you exalted. I want to see you lifted up on high. I want to build according to the cornerstone. I want to build on Jesus. I want my mind on him. My life on him. Everything about my life on him. Oh, my father, I can only experience renewal in you. Oh, Katale Mazanda, Yekatare Bababa, Zedebekete Bababa, Zare Yarabatata. Yes, yes, yes. Pray. Saba. Pray. Saba. I'm not asking you to pray for an encounter. I'm asking you to pray for this grace. The spirit of revelation. To know the Son of God. This is the secret. This is the secret. To know the one you're walking with. To know the one who breaks the bread. Before he breaks it. Those who seek him want to see him. Those who seek him want to know him. And it's by setting their mind on, on him. It's by receiving the spirit of revelation. Only and only then can they know him. Only then. Oh dear father. Oh dear Father, oh dear Father, open the eyes of our hearts that we may know you, Lord. Open the eyes of our hearts.
of you to present yourself to the Son of God right now. Present yourself. Present. He has told me to tell each of you, present yourselves to him right now. In the way you know how, present yourself right now. He has just commanded me to say this before. Present yourself. Present yourself to him now. Present yourself the way you want to.
bring the church back to the cornerstone, Father, the body of Christ at large. Bring us back to the one who's meant to capture and captivate our passion, our minds, our thoughts. Bring us back to the one true love. I pray, dear Father, let the Son of God, let your Son Jesus, let him take his place in the church. Let him be the head of the, of the body. Let him be all in all. Let him be everything. Let Jesus be enthroned in our hearts and in our minds. We who confessed him as Lord and Savior, let him truly be the Lord and the Savior. He's the one we seek. Help us to know him. Help us to know him. Help us to love him. Help us to truly worship Him. Help us to truly serve Him. Help us to obey Him. Bringing every thought to obedience to Christ. Jesus. Jesus, take your place. Jesus, take your place. sons and daughters and I pray that as we go by from this point you will be enthroned in our hearts and minds and you'll give your people strategies and wisdom and train us train us to build our mind on Christ Train us, Lord. You teach our hands to fight and our fingers to make war. This time, train us by your Spirit that we may learn Christ. We may learn Christ. We may learn Christ. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And 
to you be the praise. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. And amen. And amen. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you so much. Receive that word. Build on it. In Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord a bigger clap offering. Amen. And let us appreciate Pastor Andrew for allowing God to work through his life. Pastor Andrew, for his faithfulness. I pray that those of you who are connected to the internet, you can be able to get these messages. This is what is called, I think, Castbox. Um, on YouTube, the messages are also there. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amina. When, when the men that walked with Jesus, when their eyes opened, and they get, got the revelation of who he was, that fear left them, fear of the night, they constrained Jesus to stay with them because they were walking in the flesh. And all their reasoning was in the flesh. But when their eyes opened of who Jesus was, that they straight away left where they were and they went to the eleven. The power of revelation of who Jesus is that you will be elevated beyond the natural realm and you will operate in that spiritual realm. Amen. Amen. And so we thank God so much for the message. In the morning service, blessed by dear sister Diana and she, she concentrated more on being in Christ Amen in him everything we need not only physical but in the spirit realm and once we get in the spirit realm then the physical realm is also touched. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. 
So thank you, Pastor Andrew and your dear wife for the ministry today and, and uh, for Dr. Patience and the worship team for leading us in